Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, let's bring in our executive producer, Bill Rowland, and play a little read and react. Good morning, Bill. Morning. Good morning. Good to see you both. Hey, that logo looks like an emaciated Puma logo. It's like a Puma <laughs> yes, logo. That, that is exactly it. Yes. Yeah, correct. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible logo. Anyway. We'll get to Tiger here coming up in just a second. Super Bowl wrapped up this weekend. Of course, we know Kansas City won their second straight. Now, everybody in the NFL will turn their attention to the draft coming up. Chicago has the number one overall pick. And from now until the pick is actually made, it will be an endless debate. Do they keep it? Do they trade it? Do they get rid of Justin Fields so they can get Caleb Williams on and on and on and on? So we might as well... Get it started. Jenks, I'll ask you. Mm-hmm. You're the Chicago Bears. What do you do with the pick? Oh, man. I keep going back and forth on this, and I can't wait to hear what Kate has to say since she is the resident Bears fan. I think I think you make the pick, and I, I think you go with Caleb Williams. I think he is a different level of quarterback. My problem with Caleb Williams is, like, I think a lot of people have a problem with, and I, I've looked at some of the tape. I'm glad I'm not making this decision. And he can make throws that Justin Fields cannot make. My problem is, is that Justin Fields definitely got better this season. There's no question about that. And I worry about Caleb Williams and his mental state. Not that there's anything wrong with him mentally, but you guys know what I'm talking about. We're throughout the USC season. He didn't handle losses well at all. And I wonder, are you about the team or are you about yourself? And I don't know the answer to that. So certainly, if you're having issues at USC, go be an NFL quarterback. Be the number one draft pick for the Chicago Bears. See if you can handle that because it will not be easy, obviously. I I would lean towards making the pick. I think he's a better quarterback. He is a step above Justin Fields. I, um, I'm going to agree with you, Jenks. The one caveat for Justin Fields, yes, he did get better this year. He has the locker room. The guys love him. They want him back. So that concerns me if the Bears do take Caleb Williams is a rookie coming in. Is he going to be able to command the locker room in a way that Fields was able to do? Now, here's a a proposition for you. So the Bears have number one and number nine pick in this draft. What if they trade Justin Fields and the ninth pick to someone like the Patriots at number three? Then the Bears move up. They get Marvin Harrison Jr. You get an elite wide receiver, makes the transition easier for Caleb Williams. I mean, then the Patriots need a quarterback. You want to take a flyer on on Drake May? Um, 
Jane Daniels or do you want Justin Fields who's kind of proven himself? So there are some avenues around it. If they could trade Fields even, you know, for a second round um, pick of some sort and keep their number nine pick, like that's also a possibility too. But I think all signs point to the Bears drafting Caleb Williams because this management can't afford to miss Mm -hmm. on Caleb Williams. Like that would be the end of their careers. I like it. Very interesting. I like Justin Fields going to the Steelers in a trade if they're going to make that move. But (laughs) New England one, the New England one is very, very interesting. All right, let's stick with the NFL and we'll stick. Actually, we'll move over to the AFC from the NFC. Cincinnati. Obviously, their season got derailed with the Joe Burrow injury. They were a lot of people's pick to make the Super Bowl, even win the Super Bowl. A lot of us, including myself, were very disappointed when that didn't go down. Now, they have obviously a generational talent at wide receiver in Jamar Chase. However, their two other wide receivers and Tyler, Bo- Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are both going to be unrestricted free agents. So, Kate, I'll start with you. Now I'm going to make you be the Cincinnati Bengals. You're going to run it back and sign Boyd and Higgins back to go with Chase. You're going to go elsewhere to find your other wide receivers to pair with Jamar Chase there in Cincinnati. I think you go elsewhere. Paying all three of those players is a lot. And that where do you have the money then to spend on other areas of your roster? If Joe Burrow is as good as I think Joe Burrow is, and I mean, many across the league, Look at Patrick Mahomes, what he did with some down receivers this season. He should still make that team great. Joe Burrow is the type of quarterback that can still make his team great with, I don't want to say, I mean, he needs a little bit above average receivers, but you don't need three, what would be three number one receivers if they were on different teams, you know? Keep Jamar Chase. Find someone who is, is you know, maybe a half step down, and um, let Joe Burrow go to work because he's going to be able to lead this team regardless of who he's throwing to as long as he has one option in Jamar Chase. I think the Bengals will still be set. They can improve in other areas that they're lacking instead. I completely agree with you. Keep Jamar. He's a generational talent at receiver. The other guys, and you sort of have to treat Joe Burrow a little bit like Patrick Mahomes in that you I'm not saying he's on that level Patrick Mahomes is on a level of his own but what the Chiefs have done clearly is say we'll try to bring you in some talent but also we're going to rely on you to elevate the talent around you based on how good you are and then improve other areas of our team be it defense whatever it is and so I think if you're the Bengals you do the same thing you keep Jamar you let the other guys go and say all right the capital we would have used on securing those other two receivers we use to make our team better so I think that's the way to go about it very interesting you guys are on the same page there it will be interesting to see a how much money Jamar Chase gets with his extension coming up and what that does as far as the rest of their salary. All right, we were talking about, or you guys were talking about it before we got to all this. Tiger's back. His first tournament appearance in 2024 coming up this weekend at the Genesis Invitational. His first tournament since he has parted ways with Nike and come up with whatever it is that logo is. And his Sunday red. Sun's out, red's out, guys. Come on. That's what this is all about. Got to get ready for that. Tiger still moves the needle when it comes to the media and television and everything else. But let's be honest, at 48, injuries, everything else, he's probably past the days where he's going to be a real contender weekend out and weekend in. So, Jinx, 
Are you excited to watch the Genesis Invitational just because of Tiger? Well, yes and no. And you know what I'm excited about? I think I'll be excited to see Tiger just on the course for a little while, and then maybe you hope for a few of those shots that take you back a little bit when Tiger was dominating. But as far as enjoying the entire tournament, do I have these expectations that Tiger's going to show up like some people do? Like Tiger gets money each and every single tournament he plays. doesn't matter what the odds are. Even if he has no chance of winning, people say, oh, it's still Tiger. It's not still Tiger. Tiger is pushing 50 now. I'm actually more excited about seeing the development of Charlie Woods because his son is going to be unbelievable at golf. Tiger is 125 to one this week. And I say this every time, and it's not to be, it's not to be negative. It's, he almost lost his leg. Okay, he is still on a leg that will never be 100. He needs a ton of work to play all four days. He can't really handle walking an entire course. So, just for nostalgia purposes, just for that shot or two that he hits, and you think, ah, oh, that's the tiger we miss. Sure, that'll be fun. But do I find it appointment television like it used to be, where you had to see what Tiger? was going to do no it's he's just not the same golfer and that's okay yeah i'm with you jenks especially because tigers played revere 12 times he has never won this tournament do i think at 48 on uh, coming off all these injuries that all of a sudden he's going to uh, lead the field after after you know right. two days make the cut everything i have a hard time thinking that that's going to happen now that wouldn't be like if anyone's going to do it it's going to be tiger woods but right now he's minus 125 to miss the cut that's the uh, shortest odds for any player is i mean he's at top of that odds board in terms of missing the cut so i don't think we see a, a massive performance from tiger this weekend it will be fun just knowing he's back out there he obviously attracts a ton of eyeballs a ton of attention so i'll keep my eye on it but i won't be um perched on my my couch Thursday and Friday, just waiting to see him tee off. Do we start calling him Eldrick instead of Tiger now? Have we gotten <laughs> to that point? That he's, he's no longer Tiger. He's Eldrick Woods now. He's Eldrick. So Don't you know, I would imagine if you called Tiger Woods Eldrick, that you would probably get the sharpest, meanest glare yes. you've ever gotten in your life like imagine tiger goes and he plays in the phoenix open and during his backswing some oh. guy goes hit it long eldrick oh my god he'd beat somebody with a club <laughs> and they would deserve it i want to know what charlie woods's nickname is going to be he needs something like tiger or yeah. some animal nickname because you can't just call him charlie woods when his dad's been tiger he needs something special so we've got to come up with something for little charlie before he takes the world by storm oh my god and also it's not just if you watch charlie play it's not just that he's got an incredible swing and he's obviously going to be a great golfer but his mannerisms it's oh. it's uncanny identical he, it's identical it's just absolutely crazy. crazy to watch i mean he is the same guy it's going to be great to watch him grow into the game for more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.